Welcome to the Electricians Co-op. I'm your host, Jamie Small. And I'm Rob Bruss. Today on the show, we've got Daniel Dilmatino from the Spark Innovation Group and Rick Moira from Easy Switch Electrical. Daniel and Rick are here to share their experience as electricians and they're here to have some fun with us on the show. By the end of today's podcast, you'll know exactly what makes their businesses a success. Let's get started. Happy birthday, Jamie. <laughs> nine years today, buddy. Happy not, birthday. Not old, but yeah, ProImage Tool is officially nine years today, so thanks, Rob. If I had known, I would have uh, I would have got you a cake or I would have bought you something. I didn't know myself. Um, on LinkedIn, uh, it popped up and one of my messages, one of my good mates messaged me and said, happy birthday. I'm like, oh, my birthday's next month, but yep. it was obviously for my business, so it worked out well. How's it feel, nine years of business? That's a, uh, it's a no small feat, mate. Most businesses in Australia don't survive to three years and there's only one to two percent that survive to 10, so you're very close to that. Yeah, it's gone really quickly and I feel like I learn a lot along the way, but yeah, it's just like as uh, – uh, birthday and age it's just another day you know so I'm obviously very proud um, you know I've had a lot of the two of the guys have been with us for seven years of that wow. nine years so um, we've got a good group and a good culture so yeah a loving business now and love the boys at work well cheers to nine more years mate congratulations yeah, pumped well done Daniel Rick welcome to the show Hi, how are you? Hello, hello. Thanks G'day, for hey boys. Back. Thanks for coming in. Thanks for having me back. Yeah, yeah no nice. problems. Yeah, it's uh, it's great to have you down here and have a little bit of fun. These uh, panel discussions are always a little bit different to the interviews that we do. They're always meant to be a little bit more lighthearted, a bit more fast-paced. So really appreciate you coming down here after a long day's work. But before we get into any of that, tell us what's going on in the air conditioning world, mate. Uh, things are heating and things are cooling. It's hot and it's cold, man. It's hot and it's cold. No, yeah. Excuse the puns in business there. That's uh, a bit bit like geeky, but it's kind of funny anyway. Actually, this week the calls dropped off a little bit, not not by a lot, um, but they settled down. So the heat is definitely gone, which yeah. is uh, welcoming because it lets you catch up. You know, So we spent a couple of weeks catching up and then hopefully it gets uh, really cold and the calls start coming back in again. Doing more electrical work or more air conditioning work? Uh, I've strategically been pushing a lot of air conditioning work. Yeah. Um, that's what I've been trying to do from the pretty much the start of this year. Does the strategy work? It doesn't always work when you have a strategy. No, it doesn't, but <laughs> this one is coming. This one's working, so yeah. Nice. Yeah, so do you get someone to help you when you're doing a ducted air conditioner or pulling the pipes in on a split? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Thankfully, um, at the moment, my brother's helping me a lot, a real lot, uh, which is good, and a couple of good friends coming along and helping us too. Uh, Rick's cousin's come along a few times giving us a hand, and yep. um, I'm actively looking for a few few guys to give us a hand and, and come on full time. I'm um, just being a little bit picky who who we yeah. do employ. Yeah, sort of hiring more on attitude than anything else. We would- when you go to an aircon job, um, yeah, they hire you to do an air conditioning, you know, air conditioner, mm. but they get you to do additional electrical work there once they find out you're a sparky. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely, yeah. So it's an opportunity to upsell. Yeah, yeah, heaps, yeah. heaps, of, heaps of times. It works both ways. Yeah. Yeah, it works both ways. Yeah. What about you, Rick? How's business going for you? Yeah, good. Not too bad. Got a big job on tomorrow with Kale. So, yeah, just uh, laying some underground pipes and yep. pits and that. And Kale being a level two from Domestic Energy. Yeah, that's yeah, He did the job yeah, with us today out. as well. Yeah, he's a legend. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. So, no. so, what's the job and who's that through? It's down on, on Mangrove Lane. So, it's just a whole bunch of like shipping containers and stuff like that. Yep. And then, um, yeah, so just eventually they got two uh, poles falling over. Yeah. So, they're just kind of strapped up now. They're on their last legs to yep. damage and, um, yeah, we're just uh, prepping up to get it all swapped over with new new board and everything. And yep. yeah, is it challenging? Uh yeah, yeah, it is. <laughs> is it stressful? 
Uh, yeah, yeah. It's sort of like the pits, like with the trenches dug out, it's already like starting to feel a bit yeah. of water from the, yeah, because <laughs> it's close to the, yeah, the shore. So. Yeah. So how big is the job? How, how far do you have to dig it in the pit and, and run the cables and stuff? Uh, so we're doing a 600 trench and, um, yeah, we're doing a few 125 mil conduits, allowing for comms. It's all just uh, prepping up for, for future. So they'll probably upgrade the site at a later date. And, yeah, so a bit of work bit of work to do there yeah right do you like working on those jobs oh yeah it's oh, it's good like we do a bit of every bit of construction bit of service bit of variety so, yeah a bit of variety so like yeah today i was just doing a little unit reno in sutherland yeah that uh, was a bit of a headache <laughs> <laughs> that's the thing man honestly yeah. when we whenever we go to a residential job service job whatever it might be it's it's so easy for me it doesn't worry me but whenever i go to a commercial job like we started an office fit out two weeks ago I was up at night stressing about the job, but it's the same thing, but it's just in commercial scene. I just, I don't know, because we don't do as much of it as residential, it sort of keeps me awake at night the night before. But once I'm there, I've gone through the plans of the boys. I feel at ease with it. But initially, it just keeps me awake at night, just, I don't know, I don't know why, just freaking out about it for some reason. Is there something in the actual quote that you've missed or is this, do you feel like it's, you're missing something? That's why you're freaking out? Well, it's just something that we don't do all the time. And it's I suppose it's not just commercial. If we're going to... Um, relocate a switchboard and we're going to cut open the brickwork and put a lintel in to put the board in. Serious? I, yeah, I wake up at night, I just think, oh, my God, if those bricks cave in, you know, I want to make sure I get the lintel in so the bricks don't cave in and lots of stuff, make sure it's watertight. Yeah. So things like that. I think it's good to put yourself under pressure and rather than do, just doing all the easy jobs, I think. Do you, you do you, yeah, I was going to say, Dan, yeah. did you experience that when you first started air conditioning work? yeah, yeah. Because it's all new, right? All the training in the world doesn't help until you, you get on a site and it's yeah. like, well, I never learned how to do this. Got to figure it out. Start doing it yourself. That's when you start learning. Literally. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. You know, I can't do the same thing every day. I get bored. If I was one of those blokes who went around replacing fans, uh, power points and LED down lights, I'd go be a plumber. Like, yeah. I, I can't do that. I'm always trying to do something different. I enjoy uh, – if I go to something and I can't figure it out, I'm in my element. That's it. I start yeah. I start learning. I come from a construction background and now I do holy and solely service and I wasn't taught a lot of uh, fault finding as an apprentice. It was more like volume work. Yeah. Uh, and so I learned that as a tradesman uh, when I first went out by myself just taking on whatever we could and you learn as you go, you know, and, and now my, my fault finding skills are pretty good. Um and it's all just sort of self-taught and you sort of you go there and you don't, you don't go home until you got it, you know, until you got it nailed and you just keep going back. Yeah, nice and, one. And I, yeah. I must admit there are times where I call um, Dan for vault finding tips and tricks. Yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah but I've, I've, I've got a couple of aces in my pocket of people who I call as well. And yeah, a lot of the times you figure it out yourself. It's yeah. more just you, you got to speak to someone yeah, about yeah. it and go, okay, I've done this, I've done that, I've done that. Oh, okay, I've got to go. See you later. You, yeah. you figured it out yeah. just talking about it. Yeah, it's it, good to know? talk about it. Exactly. Yeah. That's what I say to the boys at work. You know, sometimes like if you're with an apprentice all the time, and you're trying to work something out, you're the only brain. Yeah. Um, whereas if you're working with one of the other tradesmen some work, when you've got two tradesmen together, you work out things so much quicker. Yeah. It's really enlightening to be together. A second set of eyes makes all the difference in virtually every aspect of your professional life. Yeah. I think I was I wrote a I wrote some I wrote the world's best copy for this web page the other day and I was like really chuffed with myself. And I said to my bro, hey man, can you just have a look at that? And he goes, oh, hang on a sec, I'm just going to go away. And he fictitiously went away and put on his suit and tie and pretended to be like the customer. And he said, all right, now I'm the customer. I'm, I'm ready to look. I'll, I'll get back to you in 10 minutes. And he came back and he had like a list of about 20 things. And he goes, if I was your customer, you've missed all of these things. And I was like, 
that it was the world's best copy. And it's like, no, it wasn't. All I needed was a second set of eyes. And, and the points that he said to me was so valid. I was like, oh, man, how did I miss that? How did I miss that? How did yeah. I miss that? Yeah. Everybody needs that in every profession, I think, is a yeah. second set of eyes. Whatever you don't know, you can always call up, you know, a friend and yeah. like me and Dan bounce off each other. Yeah. And we've got our other, you know, Migs from Clever Electrical, so. Yeah. So important, eh? Yeah. Oh, hey, mate, you, you've yeah, got to have guys that you can out. sort of call on because you don't know, I don't know everything. Yeah. And I'll be that guy that will go into the wholesale and ask that dumb question yeah. about how does this work or how does that work? And I'll ask another spark in there, have you installed this before? And if you don't ask, you're not going to know. Yeah. yeah. So put your hand up and look like an idiot once, then you know the answer. Mostly when you ask a question, people go, yeah, man. Like, it's do a compliment it like if this. someone asks you a question. Yeah, <laughs> someone like- rings me and goes, oh, I need a hand with this. What do you reckon? I'm like, wow, that's what. You're stuck in your own head yeah, thinking that good, someone's yeah. going to dish you for saying that. Yeah, it's not really a big deal. Yeah. 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 But every now and then I do say to my kids, you know, when they say there's no such thing as a dumb question, there is. <laughs> so you only get three questions this afternoon. You're up to number two. You only got one left. Make it count. <laughs> three strikes, you're out. So yeah, that's it, man. Three strikes and you're out. That's how it goes. It's good stuff. Hey, uh, Rick, how did you go last year with COVID and all the craziness of that? I know how Jamie's gone and how Dan went, but I haven't had a chance to catch up with you. Was business okay last year? Yeah, look, not too bad. We, um, I had a few duplex contracts signed up previously to that. So um, one pulled out and then they went ahead with it. So that kept us busy. Pretty, pretty well normal, I right. would say. Yeah, probably my service dropped off a little bit, but it picked up in construction and then vice versa. Now I'm trying to get more into the service again. So And how do you go about doing that? So I've got all my repeat clients, but I'll... I advertise, so yep. I find that pretty helpful. Yep. So, and um, how do you do that? Google, socials, what are you doing? You have to, I, I find you got to do a mix of everything. So you'll have to do a bit of obviously Google. Uh, so you have to be online. Um, <clears throat> newspapers, print media, magnets, all letterbox drops. So you got to, I suppose you got to do a bit of everything really. Old, old school yeah. print. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> old school print. How much so does that cost? I don't, they wouldn't even know. Can't even. Uh, Is it expensive? Yeah, oh, it's not too bad. It's actually not a bad like. Yeah. Do you get many tie kickers ringing up saying, oh, hey, Rick, how much to put this in? Oh, I'll call you back. Yeah, but I get the same off Google and, yeah, yeah pretty much like all forms, you, you're going to get the same yeah. tie kickers really. So. What newspapers are you advertising in? Uh, the Leader. Uh, local. George. Yeah, local. Yeah, sometimes. You I'll do the Leader too, Dan, yeah? Yep. Yeah. Is it worth it? Is it worth it? Yeah. yeah it generates um, – we won't generate like a mass volume of calls, but the five people that call from there, it's a different customer. It's a different type of customer. Yeah, right. Usually an older customer, someone who just wants like a, a good quality job, used to shopping out of the paper. It's just a different mentality. Yeah. They're not the type of person who will ring 10 companies off Google. As Jamie just said, you know, that you get someone kicking around and go, yeah, and Jamie goes, oh, I'll do it for 110 bucks. And they go, thanks. Hang up. Yeah, that's me shopping you. Someone, yeah, yeah. <laughs> literally. I'll, yeah. I'll ring someone up and say, oh, Jamie said 110. Man, what will you do it for? Yeah, and gosh. Most sparkies spear each other and it, there's going to be a bloke who goes, I live around the corner. I look 40 bucks on the way home. Yeah. Like, eventually that's where it ends up. So the it's just the type of customer that you get from there. I find to be a better quality customer. You know, yeah, right. It's not- How do you find it, Do you get um, you know people asking for prices? Do you give them prices over the phone? Uh, no, I try not to. Sometimes yeah. I might give him a ballpark, yeah. a bit of a guide, but I like to, I'd rather go out there and, and quote it in person yeah. and build a bit of rapport yeah. and, and get there. And, um, you know, often they might just hire you, not on price, just, you know, you might sell them the job. They might yeah. just like you. So. Yeah. It's important to get yeah. in front of people. And that's the thing yeah. with Google. Google can make the phone ring, but it's up to you to convert that yeah. phone call into a client. 
yeah, all the phone calls in the world won't matter yeah. unless you can actually get the conversion. And I think responsiveness as well. I think mm. being a residential or service-based company, you can't be booked out a month in advance. You need to be, what What do you reckon, five, Available. five or seven days yeah. at the latest to yes. get to a job, yeah, partic- yeah. particularly for an in-store. Mm. Yeah. Whatever you're doing now, you can always just top it up a bit more with you know, advertising, get a few more after-hours emergency calls. So that's what I try and do, just yeah. top it up and you know get one or two yeah. a week kind of after-hours, Saturday, Sunday, I don't mind it and – so yeah. do you turn it on and off depending on when you want to work? Um, Are you Google well, the papers you can't. The papers, yeah. someone will call you from a year ago from an old paper. Oh, yeah, or, right. um, yeah, I still get called, calls from the yellow pages yeah. from 2015 or 14, <laughs> so it's funny enough. The yellow what? <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> Crazy. You notice that a lot of those bigger companies have just a generic photo of a – a sparky yeah, model. Yeah, random sparky, yeah. Whereas yeah. I've noticed yeah. with you two guys, you know, you've got your own photo, so it looks like a genuine company rather than like yeah. there's a few companies out there that advertise just a model. Mm. And yeah. when they call, you know, someone completely different comes out. So yeah. it's nice to know that, okay, I'm calling Rick or Dan. I know I'm getting Rick or Dan. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah. We've got, got nothing to hide. And that's right. Yeah. put my, my face on my brand yeah. and, and that's, you know. Yeah, so. yeah 100% correct. You, you know, I've built – I think I've built nearly 12 different electricians' websites over the years and there's only so many stock photos you can use. Yeah. And everybody, when you look, that do competitive it's analysis, it's, it's like, thing, I've yeah. seen that dude. I got that dude already. I bought that photo. Yeah. It's like not many. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. the recommendation. it's important to put a face to name. So if someone's yeah. calling a mobile number. That's you. you picks up. Me, yeah. I know, I know another guy that's um, changed his mobile number to a one three hundred number and me personally as – a customer, like if I was calling a plumber, I wouldn't. I'd rather call a mobile rather than a one three hundred number. I know I'm getting I know to I'm that. I'm speaking directly to the, a plumber. Yeah, yeah. You yeah. can redirect that as well if yeah. you want to redirect it to someone to pick up your call. Yeah. That helps if you don't want to take it. But yeah. it, I, I agree with that. Yeah. I want to call that mobile if I need the yeah. service. Yeah, yeah. I, I get a few clients turned off when they get a call center or they get um. They want you. Yeah, they get like a one three hundred yeah. number. They just they want to speak to the owner. They want yeah. to, you know, because you can give them probably. general advice as well. Like actually, you could tell them, you know what, you don't actually need me. You might need a plumber or an air conditioning mechanic. You might not need me. Yeah. So you can give that general advice rather than sending out a spark and they've just wasted their money. Yeah. Yeah, it makes a lot of sense. I tried a virtual assistant once. They were up in Queensland or something like that, and I I had a one three hundred number that I would divert to them. The percentage of calls that were booked was not good enough to to warrant keeping that service yeah. you know like they just didn't have and and you try and not coach them but you give them all the dot points to follow and this is the information you need to take and this 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 and this but when you got someone who's ringing up with no power they yeah. will hang up from that call and they'll yeah. go on to someone yeah. else and they'll ring jamie and if i can speak to jamie and jamie's writing my number down and say yeah. yep i'm coming i'll be there at four yeah. o'clock yeah uh, he's the one with the job yeah. you know it, it just depends on the type of work yeah. that you're trying to book in yeah, the psychology is that I want my problem solved. Yeah. Yeah, and, and if I, if the, the lady on the end of the phone can't solve the problem, I'll go find somebody who can. Mm. Yeah. Thanks very much for that. Yeah. yeah, I'm out of there. Yeah, it's good advice. Jen, so I want to shift gears here a little bit and do something a little bit fun here with you. Jamie, you got some crazy funny stories from the job site, mate, and you, you said to me earlier that You've got one that was even funnier than the one you told me once before, and oh, I, I just well, want you to share funny. one. It's pretty gruesome. I remember <laughs> back when I was working with Ben Raffi in Air Electrical, I was working with a good mate of mine, and I was probably a fourth-year apprentice at the time. Anyway, Ben Rafferty, the owner, booked us in for this job, right, and Dave O and I were working together. So we pulled up to this job. It was at East Lakes, which is like near Randwick. We pulled up out the front, and Dave O, the guy I was working with, he goes, oh, I've been here before. I'm like, what do you mean? He goes, to the job. Yeah, uh, pulled up at the front of this unit block. It was like a three-story kind of housing commission-looking unit block. Anyway, he looks at me. He goes, I know you've got a weak stomach, but 
we'll be all right. So anyway, we walk up the top. It was like a three-story building, uh, unit block. There's probably three or four units on each level. We got to the top floor. We put the air conditioner out the front and he goes, watch this. He knocks on the door and the door opens and there's this uh, older guy, long silver hair standing at the door. He's wearing a hospital gown. And the hospital gown was supposed to be, would have been white, but it was like dark brown. Oh. Anyway, I looked down at his leg and he had a catheter. Oh, dear. With a piss bag on his calf, oh, full man. of piss. All right. Anyway, I've just gone, I've looked at him, I've just looked at Davo and I was going, what the hell? And I looked down and he's got like salt um, rocks across the front of his door, which I didn't know what it was at the time. Anyway, he goes, all right, come on, boys, come inside. So we've gone inside and he goes, oh, the air conditioner is going in here. And as we walk down his hallway, he's got cutouts of newspaper clippings from just random things from all, you know, the last 10 years, all over, blue tacked to his walls. Anyway, we've walked into his bedroom <laughs> and he's trying to, I'm trying to get past him, but I don't want to touch him because like the hallway is so narrow. I'm, trying, I'm sort of up against the wall trying to squeeze past. Yeah. And he's like, well, what's, what's the problem? So I've gone into his bedroom and he, the air conditioner had to go up on his wall in his bedroom. Anyway, we looked down at his bed and his bed is like filthy, like so unbelievably filthy and the place stunk. I was dry reaching as soon as I walked in the door. Gosh. And I looked closely at his sheet. So his doona was pulled back and he had crap on his bed, like skid marks down on his bed. <laughs> and I've looked at Dave and I'm just like, I'm <laughs> <laughs> dry reaching. So anyway, I've run back to the van. I've put like... um earmuffs on like this was a joke i'm trying to make out as if it was worse than what it was put glasses on earmuffs and like a full mask and then a hazmat suit mate, it was so bad so anyway we put the air conditioner up and we looked up on it he had like a a wardrobe in his bedroom and we've looked up and he's got like four or five dildos on top of his (laughs) and we've looked at each other what the hell is going on here you know what i mean anyway so put up the air conditioner and we had to go around the around the side to put set the extension ladder up because it was three stories up to put the outdoor unit on. So we've set the extension ladder up. Anyway, we're looking on the ground and there's like a hundred pieces of duct tape folded over outside his window. And we're like, What's, what the hell's going on here? So anyway, I had to go to the van to get some gear. So I've walked to the van and one of the, one of the other guys that lives in the building came out and goes, how are you going in that unit? I said, man, that guy's really strange. Something wrong, yeah. And I said, mate, what's all that duct tape uh, outside his window? What's all that duct tape doing down on the grass? He goes, hey, he sits up there by his window smoking cigarettes and waxing himself with the duct tape. Oh. He waxes his <laughs> arms and his legs with the duct tape and chucks it out the window. <laughs> so anyway, so, so we got out of the job, you know, we did the job, we saw the air conditioner, got it all working. Anyway, um, I said to Raf, the owner, I said, mate, that was so, so bad. So, he, like, he snipped us all 50 out of the profit of the job to say, mate, thanks for doing it. Uh, mate, I, whenever I say that to my mate Dave, he's like, oh, mate, I remember that day so clearly. He remembers that was like it clearly. 15 years ago. <laughs> Funny stuff. <laughs>
Hey there, Rob Russ here. If this is your first time here at the Electricians Co-op, welcome. It's great to have you here. And if you're back for more, welcome back. And thanks for your loyalty. Now, if you like what you hear on today's show, make sure you share this podcast with your mates who are electricians. Jamie, myself, and our guests, we want to reach as many people as we can with the Electricians Co-op. And we want to help more people to break through to the next level in their business, their career, and their life. While Jamie's doing his Instagram thing over there, let's uh, move into the next segment of the show. And I want to talk about something maybe a little bit serious, if you like, well, not so serious, but something that all four of us here probably do on a daily basis. And most business owners do that. I want to have a little conversation about personal development and why it matters and why it's important. And I wanted to, I'll kick it off and say that if you're not learning, you're dying. That's how I define my personal development. And there's not a day that goes by that I don't listen to an audio book of some description or a podcast of some description. I'm watching at least three to five YouTube videos that are kind of motivating me or educating me on something like that. And it'd be good to get your take on what it is that you guys do. What about you, Jamie? Well, I suppose I've mentioned before in the podcast about a good friend of mine who sort of got me on this journey, Mark Yachu, sadly passed away about four years ago. And he sort of got me on the journey of pure obsession with self-help. Um, in my car, you will not hear a radio playing. It's audio books, podcasts, always. Never a newspaper. My bedside table, I've read Thinking Grow Rich. I'm up to my fifth time rereading it. Um, when I'm in my sauna, I've got my affirmations playing. I've just, mate, I'm just another level A. I just live for it, eh? Is there one thing that you do more of than something else like I, I tend to read a lot and I read a lot of like physical books yeah. and I listen to a lot of audio books do you do something you, you, you're big on affirmations right yeah I've, I've got I've recorded affirmations in my own voice and they say the likelihood of the affirmation sinking in is 400% better if it's your own voice rather than somebody else's why is that because it's your own voice and you, your subconscious believes your own voice rather than somebody else's voice. Have you ever tried subliminals before you go to bed? Yeah, I've done all that. So, yeah, so as I'm drifting off, your brain waves go into theta, which yeah. is your brain can absorb the um, affirmations more. So I've actually, cha- I've actually converted my affirmations to my voice with 528 hertz, which is a healing frequency. Right. And I've got that playing at the same time. It sounds crazy. My missus listens to hears me doing it. She goes, what are you doing? <laughs> <laughs> I'm over and, here listening to Spotify. What are you listening and, to? And earthing. So I'm right into earthing. Yeah. Um, so I've, I've earthed my pillow at home. I've got an earth electrode <laughs> outside my window. I've got a cable running up through my window onto my pillow, um, which is you know pretty pretty good. I've got my saunas, got my ice bath. So yeah, I just live and breathe it, mate. I'm just obsessed with it. Is there something that you uh, notice when you don't do it? So if you don't sauna or don't do your ice bath or you don't do your affirmations, if you don't do that one day, do you, do you kind of feel like something's missing? Yeah, I feel like I've got to be doing something every single day because I feel like it has a compounding effect on my life. So if I do stuff like that every day and I'm teaching my kids, I'm like, you have to do something beneficial every single day because most people aren't. Yeah, Most people are getting home from work and sitting on the couch and like that. Fuck the couch. Yeah. I'm in the sauna. I'm playing with the kids. I'm reading. I'm listening to a podcast. I might be out watering the grass, you know, because I've got my feet off. I've got my feet on the ground, earthing, and I'll have a podcast or I have some audio book in my ear while I'm doing that. Yeah, I love it. What about you, Dan? I'm moving into Jamie's house. <laughs> <laughs> then I don't have you to do anything. You'll do it all for me. I'll be tough to live with. <laughs> Mate, similar stuff. I do a lot of audio books, um, a lot of podcasts, heaps of podcasts. Yep. Same as Jamie. If I'm, I'm in the car, it's very rarely radio. And usually if it's a radio, someone else is in the car. What's I'm the audio book you're listening to at the moment? 
Uh, Seven Power Contractor, I think it is. Yeah, right. It's our lead. It's an our Levy book. Um, it's yeah. by our Levy. I'm pretty sure it's called the Seven Power Contractor. Yeah, and it's just like a dot to dot uh, point book on how to sort of set up a business to like a, a profitable contracting business in regards to like a service a service business. So mm -hmm. he's a kind of like a speaker and a mentor in in, this, in the US. Yeah. yeah. So. A nice one. That's that's the one at the moment. Excellent. And what's your daily non-negotiable with personal development? Used to be the gym. We were discussing that before we yeah. started, and um, it's it's gonna it's gonna get back to that. So yeah, COVID put a stop for that because um, my missus was pregnant, and then we had the little one, which is great. And now that he's a little bit older and he's he's got himself a little immune system and all the rest of it, now I'm gonna get back into the gym every day because I am a much nicer person when I go to the gym. Uh, yeah, right. Much nicer yeah. person. Yeah, I think clearer. I'm <clears throat> less angry. I'm less short with people. I'm yeah. I'm I'm much nicer when I'm in the gym. Hey, yeah. Do you go to the gym after work or before work? After. Yeah. Yeah. I always go. I always go after. Um, I've tried a couple of times in the morning. I'm just tired. I'm knackered in the mm. morning. So. I've been doubling down going in the morning as well. I don't see you there ever for some reason. <laughs> Mate, You're I, probably already at home when I get there because I get to sleep in a bit longer because no, I'm not a slave. I've been and gone by the time you get there. <laughs> <laughs> but I go with my daughter in the afternoon. Yeah. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, Good yeah. Morning. Yeah, double down yeah. On, on the gym like that as well. But uh, And she's, you know, I, I, want, I want to get in shape and tone up. You know, she's a 14-year-old girl. It's like, well – there's the box, let's do some burpees. Yeah, I saw that on Instagram the other day. It's really good saying you do that. Yeah, it's yeah. Like by doing something like that as a father-daughter, it's a real bonding opportunity. So People ask me all the time on when I get interviewed on other podcasts, you know, oh, you were in the military, you're so good at teamwork and everything's like that. What's the secret? What's the secret to good teams? And I always say it's doing hard things together. Mm. And whatever those hard things are, it doesn't matter if you do like a really difficult job that you're working on at the moment, Rick, you know, like yeah. if we do that together as a collective, then that becomes a reference point in your life. Yeah. And I'm trying to give that to her from a physical perspective. Mm. And it seems to be working as well. The other day she said to me, um, I want these low cut jeans, you know, girls are into fashion and all that sort of stuff. And I'm kind of like, oh, how much, where, where do I buy it? You know, like, a, I don't know if that's what you want. That's okay. You know, it's, it's appropriate for her. And, uh, we did our three sets of burpees and normally we do three sets of 10 and uh, we'll go on to some other activity after that. And um, she was going on about it and it was kind of annoying me. And I sat down on the box at the end of it and I said, how badly do you want it? She said, what? I said, well, how badly do you want those jeans? She said, badly? I said, well, are you, are you willing to do whatever it takes to get there? And yeah. she said, yeah. And I said, well, line up, let's do three more sets. Yeah. And to her credit, she did three more sets. Yeah. Yeah, and she didn't complain and she smashed them out harder than the first three. Yeah. And I was like, yeah. Well, that's teaching go. kids, you know, nothing's for free. You've got to earn them. Yeah. yeah. By doing burpees. <laughs> whatever, whatever it takes. Cash it in. How about you, Rick? What, what are you into, mate? Um, just, uh, I suppose, I've been into investing and just uh, finances and stuff. Been yeah. doing a bit of research on that. So, you know, you go to work and make money. And then, um, I don't know, it's just an interest of mine. Yeah. Just, I suppose, trying to maximise what you what you earn and, what do you like um, stocks yeah, property a bit on stocks investment properties and stuff like that um not not, not good at any of it <laughs> loading amateur yeah yeah. yeah yeah so just things like that just try to educate myself and yep. um yeah better myself so like i set up a self-managed super fund nice and um yeah i did did good on the crash there so when everyone you know just bought all, all these blue chip shares you know to kind of bargain rate and yeah and the market's turned back around yeah markets bounce back pretty quickly so um yeah and then just read up on you know investment i've got an investment property and just just things like that um gym as well yep. uh that's pretty important uh you know you've like when you stop going to the gym you feel it so yeah it's that's pretty important 
I'd say non-negotiable is probably a little um, late at night. You know, there's, a, there's a window where you, all your responsibilities just before you go to bed are like you, you got your own time. Um, you know, you probably, you guys probably do that first thing in the morning. I tend to do that a little bit late at night. Um, yep. You know, get creative and I'll, I might draw or so oh, it's right, just like, cool. like just unwind and do something completely different to yep. what you've been doing all day, you know, electrical 16 hours of the day yeah. and then you just you just do something different, creative and... Yeah, I call that the point of diminishing return. Yeah. yeah. You get to the point, usually for me, it's probably eight or nine o'clock in the evening because I'm up early like everybody, right? Yeah. So at that point, I can't do any more work. I don't want to watch any more YouTube videos or listen to any more self-help or anything like that. So I'm doing something creative as well, usually watching Netflix. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's important. It's good that you've got a hobby because someone said to me the other day, do you, what hobby do you have? I'm like... Work. My yeah, business. I like work. I like hanging out with the kids, my missus. I like going to the gym. I like sauntering, ice bathing. But I don't really have a hobby like drawing where I can go, you know what, I'm going to relax doing this. Yeah. I'd be like scrolling through social media or watching videos or researching boxes or something like that. But I don't really have anything, you know, that, like an outlet like that, which I'd really like. So I was right a little there. bit cheeky this morning, right? We all work for ourselves. And every now and then you've got to take some time to smell the roses, you know, stop and enjoy that. And I went for I went for a walk this morning. So I got a bit of a dodgy elbow at the moment. So I didn't want to go to the gym. And I kind of wanted a break from that anyway. So I went for a walk for probably, I don't know, 45 minutes. And as I was coming back from the beach, the water was so calm. It was perfect. Got back at 7.30 and I'm like, I had a little bit of a fight with myself. Tell me if you guys do this. Should I go? Should I stay? No, nah, I've got to go to work. Nah, it's all right. You got nothing on till 11 o'clock. Should I get, you know, I went and put my wetsuit on, went to be fishing, yeah. went and caught my dinner and did that. And I came home and I was like, see, that's, that's why you yeah. work for yourself. You've got that time. You've got yeah. that effort and energy to do that. And when I go and do that to your point, you know, not having a hobby, that's kind of my hobby a little yeah. bit, right? Yeah. I'm big on not cheating myself ever. Mm. Like if I wake up in the morning, I set my alarm at 4.45 to get up to go to the gym or go for a walk or whatever it might be. And if I hit the snooze button, which I very rarely do, I've cheated myself straight away. I'm like, nah. Because like, getting out of bed is the hardest part. Then after the like two or three minutes, I'm like, oh, this is easy. Splash a bit of water in your face, have a shower. It's actually okay. Yeah, it's all right, yeah. It's just the initial part of getting yourself out of bed. So I'll never cheat myself. Yeah, nice one. Hey, Dan, you said you read a lot of audio books. Is there one that sticks out in your mind from the last year or so? I've read so many books in the last year, but there's a couple that stand out for me. What about you? A book that I keep going back to, he's just rewritten it in a, like a contractor has, has written his own spin on it. So it's called The E-Myth by Michael E. Gerber. Love that um, book. The E-Myth Revisited. Is that the one? Revisited. Yeah. But there's now a HVAC version by Ken Goodridge. Oh, right. Uh, Ken Goodridge uh, owns a company called Gettle Air Conditioning in the States. It is a mammoth of a company. Um, and I've gone, gone down so many rabbit holes just uh, researching uh, him, his companies, Everything that he puts out online is very, very, very open with everything that they do with the company, mm. um, and it's it's huge, and there's just so much value there, um, and that that's a book that I constantly go back to. So, what's it called? Uh, the E Myth Revisited uh, HVAC, whatever it's called, HVAC, and the and the gentleman's name is uh, Ken Goodrich. All right, I'll put the link to that in the show notes if anybody's yeah. interested in looking at that. Rick, have you got one that sticks out? A finance book that we should be listening to? Oh, not really. I've got to read more books. I got to read more books. <laughs> yeah. uh, where do you get your information from? Where are you finding it online? Reading? Uh, yeah, I usually read articles and stuff like that. And um, yeah. what you go to? Um, I just watch like oh, it's going to sound cliche, but I, I always find like when you're on YouTube, like you'll get creators and they'll tell you the best snippets of like yeah, important yeah. stuff summarize like, yeah that's the thing just that's the thing with the book yeah like the keynotes and then like like yeah yeah, yeah. 
Have you got the time to sit there and listen to a whole bloody audio book and listen to four hours and a – no, I don't. I'd love to just get it in a YouTube video and a snippet like that. You just listen to that. Like every day you listen to that and right before you go to bed you'll absorb the information and, you know, you wake up a little bit smarter, I think. Hopefully, (laughs) yeah. That's the idea. Have you got a go-to? Think you go rich, baby. Oh, mate, that's – like I said, it's the fifth time I've read it and I'm getting something different out of it now and – I think the actual process of actually reading, I think, is really important. And I, I, I went through a stage there when I first um, got back in contact with my mate that sadly passed away. I was reading, you know, maybe, oh, maybe a book a month, probably. Not much. And you know, that, I thought that's a lot. Well, that's a lot for you. <laughs> that's a lot. <laughs> so I went from reading, not reading at all, to a book a month. So Sorry, that's good you don't answer. want to see my Audible bill. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so actually physically reading, I think that's really important to do. Yeah. Um, but when, you, you know, when you're in the car, it's such a good opportunity to sort of, if you're in the car an hour a day, you think about that over the course of a year, what you can learn yeah. rather than listening to 106.5 or whatever the radio station is. It's just chewing mo- chewing gum for the mind. It's just wasting time, I reckon. Yeah, it's totally. a really good opportunity to learn something. Yeah. Yeah. The University of Sydney Traffic. Yeah. That's what it's known as. Yeah. I, I, my favourite book of the last year has to be Team of Teams, written by General Stanley McChrystal. So as an ex-military guy, I love all those military books. But this is a management book. And it talks about how when they first went into Iraq and Afghanistan, they got their asses kicked. And the world's most powerful military getting their asses kicked by a bunch of ragtag guys with weapons that are 30 years old. And here we are in the Western force with all of the best weapons, the best of everything, the best. And we're, and we're losing. We were losing the conflict. And it talks about how they uh, restructured their management systems within the military. And there's so many parallels for small business in there. And the way that they work together, because they were operating in silos like government agencies do, and there's no crossover between these silos. So what he recognized was that they had to become teams of teams. And back in the day, uh, you think of uh, like a World War II movie you watched and the generals had maps on a wall because it was all about land. But in Iraq and Afghanistan, it's just like one place. We're not going anywhere, right? We're just fighting these bad guys who are just shooting us from anywhere. And so they had to re- they had to re- remove that doctrine and they replaced maps with whiteboards. But then they say, okay, here's the leader of this cell and here's his number two and his number three. And they go away and get these guys, kill them or they capture them. And it's like three more pop up. So how do you do that? How do you deal with that? And it's really good because those problems carry over into your life and into your business as well. And it's a really good explanation of how they solve those challenges in from a military perspective. And it's a hell of a story as well, right? And yeah, it's good see. to hear him kicking ass and, yeah, and right. taking down names. Yeah, Sounds so. like a doozy. Team of Teams, Stanley McChrystal. That's that book. Hey, Rick, um, I know you've got a really strong – I know I, I often ring you about you know, sales, sort of sales coaching and that sort of stuff. I know you've got a really good strong background in sales. What have you learned from your previous employees about you know, sales and how have you implemented that into your own business? Yeah, so um, basically um, you know, your previous employees, I use that as like a, a learning curve. So yeah. I was kind of you – know, I was, I was probably you know, sole trader and then yeah, you're not doing that well kind of scrapping for little jobs and you go, I'll go work for an employer for a bit or you do a bit of 50-50. And then I just use it as a a learning tool. So I was there to primarily learn and just absorb all the information. And, uh, yeah, it's just – it's once you actually learn sales, it's it's, it's, you don't realise how important it is. Everything in business, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, like, I mean – It's everything in life though. Yeah. From talking – telling your kids to go and brush their teeth, you've got to – Sell them. Yeah, you gotta, you gotta yeah, sell how to something. get them in the bed? How to 
tell your missus it's okay for me to go out and have a beer, you know. So, and I know you're really good at it and you've learned a lot and you've taught me a lot. So, yeah, hats off to you. Yeah. So, yeah, some people don't like selling, but if you want to make money, you got to sell, you got to sell something in business. You got to sell something. So, you got to, you know, you, you better learn it. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. We did a uh, fantastic episode on the paid version of this podcast with a fellow named Craig Carr, who's one of Australia's number, well, he is Australia's number one sales coach. Um, yeah, and Craig's taught all sorts of businesses, all sorts of household names, you know, so everything from Bunnings to the good guys and that sort of retail environment where people are coming in, looking at things and no, I'm right, I'm just browsing and he shows them techniques and methodologies to do that. We did a great show with him last week, episode 33. I believe it was. Did you learn something from that, Jay? Oh, mate, that was just body language and how people look at you, how they stand. Yeah. And if someone's lying to you as well, like just picking up all those little things and, Going in with a one approach, then having to maybe change that approach depending on what the client fit or how the client takes you. Yeah. Which was, the big uh, takeaway for me was uh, don't try and be clever. Be curious. And when someone's asking for a discount, you don't, you know, it's not an objection. Well, what is it about a discount that you want? Yeah. Put it back on him yeah, and ask the question. Do that. Yeah. It was really clever in the way it's like that the he was book, doing um, that. How to win friends and influence people. Yeah. yeah. The big yeah. one in that is ask the client what they want mm. rather than tell them and just listen yeah. and they'll tell you what they want. Yeah, Rather don't try to telling them what they need. Just questions. Yeah. All it is, questions. Ask the right questions. Because people love talking about themselves, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah they definitely do. Has sales been something that's been a focal point for you? It must have been with the air conditioning stuff recently. It's with everyone. Everyone should be focused on sales. Yeah. Everyone, whether they, whether they think about it consciously or not, is selling something. Mm. Now, they're either selling the right product or the wrong product. And a lot of what we hear um, – in the industry, is you, you, you catch a lot of knock around blokes going, ah, is a rip off, ah, is this, is that. Not saying yeah. specifically about anyone, but you'll find those people will go into a job and they will just give the customer no options. I'll say, this is how we're going to do it. And they're basically making that conscious decision for the customer saying, this is how much money you're going to spend and this is how we're going to do it. As opposed to giving them four, five, six, seven, eight, ten options if you really want to and say, this costs this, this costs that, this costs this, this costs that, this costs this, this costs that. This is the best, the pros and cons of doing actually absolutely everything and letting them make that decision. You know, it's a um, really, it's everything, you know, like you're, you're selling everything. Like Jamie said, you're selling everything, yourself, your, 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 you're selling your dream to your, your employees. Your do you enjoy the process? Uh, yeah, most of the time I do, Yeah, yeah. Yeah. When you get to help people, that's yeah. the thing that I like the most about it is that I always say the best way you can help someone is by helping them, not yeah. by selling them something, by yeah, actually no. helping them and solving their problem and solving their challenge. It's not something that I think about. I don't wake up in the morning going, yeah, I'm going to go sell something. This is awesome. I'm, this is this is it's the, the one product that I'm going to sell yeah. and this yeah. is that and all the rest of it. It's got to be part of who you are. Yeah. yeah. You just get my kicks out of out of helping people or doing something that other people won't do. Like, you know, people say, oh, no, the last guy said you can't do it. It's bullshit. You can do that. Yeah. Everything is achievable at a price. So you can do that and that's going to cost X, Y, and Z and you can do it this way. And most of the time it's like, oh, really? You can. Yeah. yeah. You I think if you go into jobs lazy. and wanting to exceed expectations rather than this is my quote, I'm going to yeah. go there, do my quote. I want to exceed. I want to go above and beyond, it's, even if it costs me a little bit here and there. Mm. And it's, it's just a customer service. If you go to a job and do an amazing electrical job, mm but you leave a mess and you're rude and, you know, you leave a bad taste in the client's mouth, that's what they'll remember and they probably won't call you back. Whereas Amazing. if you do a pretty good electrical job and you're a great guy and you're polite, and you, you know, you clean up and treat their home like your own, you'll more than likely get a referral and more work out of it. Yeah, yeah simple stuff. I, I probably live in a different sales world to you guys. 
Um, I've been fortunate enough in my life to be positioned where I have to pitch and that's very different to selling where you're pitching for the work or often I've, I've gone into a boardroom and there's like 10 people there and I'm kind of the morning's entertainment, if you like, and the presentations and the skills and all of those sorts of things. That's a, that's a hell of a lot of fun. And, and that is something that I did wake up in the morning and go, oh, wow, I can't wait to go and sell today. Yeah. I did get a thrill out of that. It wasn't part of what I did in my everyday activity. It wasn't part of, uh, wasn't ingrained into my work, so to speak, because you would work to win the business to be able to have the opportunity to pitch in front of these people to actually go and sell like that. And some you win and some you lose. And the ones you win are usually pretty big when you're pitching in those scenarios. They're pretty cool. Yeah, I think it's a good challenge sometimes as well. If you go to, say you go to a quote and the client's sort of not on the same page as you, I really look at it as a challenge to try and win them over. Mm. And it's kind of fun when you do, you know, like when you you sort of got to adjust your selling style or your maybe not your personality, but the way you approach the job. Yep. And you eventually win them over, which is pretty satisfying. How yeah. do you go with that? Yeah. Um, like I like to just leave the customer quote. So even if they don't ask for it. So, you know, just as a, a challenge to yourself, just just go to work and um, find three things that could be, you know, upgraded, whether it be the smoke alarm or the switchboard. And they might not ask it, ask you for a quote, but leave them a quote anyway. And, you know, all they're going to – you've got nothing to lose really. They can so only I'll, say no. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. I find that pretty helpful. Yeah. So like – It's a good little tip actually. Yeah, well, that's it. So if if you're there to replace a light, um, you know, you might mention a few things that need upgrading, and I just I just leave them a quote, so yeah. they they won't ask for it, but I'll, you know, I'll mm. I'll mention it to them, and they subconsciously they can think about it, mm. and then um, by the end, I'll just give them three little quotes. I'll leave it on a on a on a written quote, and then um, you'll be surprised. I think you'll surprise yourself and. Just by doing that, I reckon you'll you'll, yeah. you'll definitely sell sell more. So yeah, my well, God, if you thing. you so. just add add ten percent to your bottom line every year. Just doing that. Well, that's the thing. It's the hardest part. Everyone's spending money getting more customers. Yeah, just so sell more to the ones you've got. got a customer, <laughs> yeah. maximize the customer. There's totally. an opportunity. And by highlighting the fact that their switchboard's out of date, they've got fuses, asbestos, they've got halogen downs or whatever, you're not so much selling. It's more education. And yeah, as soon as you – and I, I, we said this on the podcast the other day. Yeah. As soon as I say to a client, this is what I do in my own home or this is unsafe, Yeah. You know, usually they sort of go, oh, you know what, I, I better get that done. Yeah, when you leave the job and they got all safety switches, new photoelectric smoke alarms, it's good. You've, yeah. you've just you've done a service, and yeah. like, yeah. yeah, yeah. The last thing you want to do is walk away from a job and another Sparky comes and they go, "Oh, Jamie or Rick or Dan, he never said that." Yeah, that's so right. that way, if you leave the quote like you do with a few options of switchboard smoke alarms, downlight upgrade, at least they know. Okay, you've given these options, and it's up to them to decide whether they get that work done or not. Yeah, yeah, I definitely. find if you're the second or third person that's mentioned it, you're you're in with a good shot because mm. the customer goes, oh, you know, that's the third time I've heard that. Yeah. They generally they they finally something clicks and then they go, yep, I've got to get yeah. this done. So yeah. better do when, something about that. Yeah, when you hear that, I think it's it's a good sign that they're really considering mm. getting it done. Yeah, um, and that's the best thing when you're the third, second or third opinion that said the same thing. Mm. Then that's that's like a you know nail in the coffin. Let's get this done. Yeah. So. Yeah. Well, that's the thing. We're we're an authority th- figure when we're going to a home. Like we're electricians. It's yeah. like when I take my car to a mechanic. If he said to me, "I need a, an alternator done," I'd probably believe him because yeah. he's the he's the authority figure. Yeah, totally. So if you go to a home as the authority figure, thinking that and educating the client with things that they need or should probably get done, 
it's, they'd be more inclined to listen to you, I think. Yeah, definitely. Gents, I want to shift gears here a little bit and ask you the final question for this segment uh, because personal development is something that's very part of all of our lives just as business owners, but often uh, the employees that I have around me don't do any personal development, right? And they're not doing any of it. And sometimes it stands out like nothing else. It's night and day. And sometimes you hear it in their language and in their voice and they say something and you're like, nah, man, that's not how it is. For me personally, I try not to overlay my values onto them and I try not to overlay that uh, personal development stuff that I do to them but every now and then I go hey man you, maybe you should like think about reading that book or listening to that podcast or let me get this little YouTube clip that I saw the other day check this out how do you guys handle that because I don't like to push what I do onto somebody else like that yeah I've, I've found when I first went on the came on this journey I was preaching a lot trying to convince people to think like me but not saying that I'm a leader or anything like that, but I find that people look at you and go, oh, whatever, you know, leave us alone, you know, stop trying, stop trying to change who I am. I think you pick and choose the people that you sort of do. You'll be careful, hey. Yeah, you've got to be careful because you can really like yeah. the boat and upset people. And with the guys at work, you know, I understand that running a business isn't for everyone. And I paint a pretty horrible picture of the guys. Like it's pretty, it's pretty full on, as you guys know. You know, like running a business here, yeah, sort of thinking yeah. about it around the clock rather than finishing at three thirty, driving home, and you put your feet up and you don't think about it until the next day. That's not for everyone. Yeah. But thinking about work is not for everyone. Yeah. Uh, all the time as well. So I sort of pick and choose, and I'll be more inclined to speak about personal growth to say you guys rather than the guys at work and. If one of the guys at work needs some help, I might help them if they ask me rather than sort of push it on them. Yeah. And I find that sort of works pretty well. That's a good call. What about you, Dan? It's probably not something that I did great when I had <clears throat> all the employees that I've had in, in my time. Um, not to say that I did a terrible job at it. I just knew a great job at it. But I think the best the best way is to sort of just, I'm here, come to me. Yeah, you know, if you need like, a hand, I'm here. If you need here. a hand, just yep. ask. I've always yep. been like, just ask, just ask. If we stuff up, we stuff up together. If we do something good, we do something good together. Mm. But we do it as as, as a team um, sort of thing. And I'll, I'll help you with anything, you know. Like if you if you sort of come to me and say, look, I want to buy a house, I'll tell you what I know about getting a mortgage. I'll tell you what I know about, you know, where to get money from, how to get money, how to start showing that you got money, etc. I'll show you what I know. I don't know everything, but I'll help you with, with what I know. Mm. Uh, but I try not to, like Jamie, I try not to be forceful about it because yeah, people look at people like us and go, weirdo, like, <laughs> you know, what's he doing? I feel really different yeah. sometimes. What kind of loser goes to work at, you know, one o'clock on a Saturday showing up to another job, you know, and yeah. I'm thinking like, I do. <laughs> Sometimes it can sound like a broken record and you know you're right. You're, you're shouting it to everyone and they're looking at you like, this guy's crazy. But yeah. Yeah. Give it up, man. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I call it being relentless. Yeah. 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 It's the relentless pursuit of, you call it, improvement yeah. and progress. Progress yeah. is happiness. I love that saying that you I, have. I think you have, you be relentless in your own mind without verbalizing yeah. it. Yeah. Like you see guys on Instagram and Facebook just going, I'm doing this, I'm up, I'm, I'm weighing my food, I'm at the gym. I'm like, you know what, I'd just rather fly under the radar a little bit yeah. and do these things behind the scenes. And if someone asks, I'll tell them, but you know, I just, well, I'm just happy to just run my own show. Yeah, I don't need to share every single aspect yeah. of my life with it as well. You got one more, Rick? No, no, you look like you want to say something there, mate. No. All right, let's take a little break and uh, have a little bit of fun.
If you like what you're hearing on today's show and you want to take it up a notch, then Jamie and I have got a premium version of the Electricians Co-op podcast. Over on the premium show, Jamie and I interview other electrical businesses and we find out what makes them tick. We also interview the people and experts that will help you to grow your electrical business and help you to accelerate your career as an electrician. Come on over and check it out at theelectriciansco-op.com forward slash interviews. Let's kick it up a notch, boys. This is the uh, segment that we're calling the rapid fire segment. It's a little bit of fun as we come to the... You're calling it rapid fire. <laughs> I, I'll just unmute. You can say that again now. Uh, this is the section you're calling it rapid fire, but all the rest of us are calling the rapid fire segment. Well, this is the rapid fire segment. Uh, what I like here, boys, is uh, I, I want to I test your instincts and I want to see what comes to mind. And Daniel looks like he's like, well, what's coming? What's... And Rick's like, what the hell is he going to ask me? No, it's not. A, they're not questions you don't know the answers to. Don't worry, and you won't make a goose of yourself. It's pretty simple. I'm going to start off. I'll go. I'll go red. You go black. I'll ask Daniel. You ask Rick. Okay, Daniel. All right, Dan. What should Sparkies do more of? Uh, talk to each other and stop knifing each other in the back. <laughs> See, that was instinctive. You were ready right? to go there, <laughs> Rick. What should Sparkies do less of, mate? Um. You're putting me on the spot here. Yeah, yeah. Come on, come <laughs> on. What do you got? Come What's on. What's the first thing that comes to mind? It's the rapid fire uh, session. Um, oh. Knifing <laughs> each other. Knifing each other. Undercutting each other. There it is. There it is. Uh, you're good. All right, Daniel. What's the worst thing you've heard someone say on a job site? Oh, shit. A job a job site which was a domestic home, I had a lady tell me that she couldn't I couldn't use the bathroom oh. and I was busting <laughs> just to take a piss of not, nothing more than that. I yeah. wasn't gonna go and tear a room up, but I was busting and that the worst thing to me was I was like I jump in the car where I was and I knew I wasn't going to make it up the hill and I was only in Kareela near the shops but I knew up the hill to the to the shops park the car get in the shops I knew I was going to end up with it in my pants I jumped in the back of the van I found a bottle and I was like that's it it's happening yeah that mate I've always thing. yeah mate you gotta you always gotta have a safety a bottle, bottle in your car <laughs> and I've always got the wide mouth <laughs> <laughs> Why on earth did she not let you use the dunny man? Uh, that, I don't know. That's a long story, but that same lady, this was back when I had um, a lady in the office full time, rang the office uh, and complained about that situation. Um, she was very serious about it. She was very taken back that I asked to use the bathroom. Um, I never go and use someone's bathroom or do anything in someone's home without asking. If I park in your driveway, yeah. I always park on the street and then say, do you mind if I park in your driveway? Mm. Uh, if I'm doesn't matter if they're there or not. Always go seek them out. Say, hey, do you mind if I use your bathroom? Do you have a preferred bathroom? Whatever it is, blah, blah, blah. I always, always, always ask. I don't know what her problem was. But then um, funny enough, like after that all happened, I got the phone call saying, look, she's complained about it, blah, blah, blah. So I've um, I've sort of just backed out of the job. I did the, the very, very, very bare minimum of the job, which I never, never do. You don't normally do. I just went in there. It was basically <laughs> fix this, bang, fix that and left. And I did. I walked out. And she, funny enough, was happy with that. About a week later, she rung up and said, oh, look, let's book. I need something else to do. Uh, 
you know, done and, and would like to book in service. And I said, no. I said, look, no, if you can't. Um, I was physically uh, traumatized. Yeah. Well, I just got to make sure you go back with an empty bladder. <laughs> oh, if you can't, like at that point in time, I had about five guys working for me. But if you can't be forthcoming with your bathroom, yeah, how my can God. I expect them to, you know, go and work there? And it's like, it's a natural thing. Are you okay, bro? You sound a bit traumatized okay. by your experience. I'm, okay. I'm all right. <laughs> I'm good. I'm good. Rick, what's the kindest thing you've ever done for someone? Probably just did a job for free, to be honest, but uh, for people that actually kind of uh, are in need. So, like, I, I did one the other day, and it's actually, uh, I think Daniel will know the person. But, um, yeah, so it's just, just like, he's down on his luck, you know, didn't have much work through COVID. And, um, yeah, his missus has uh, just got, like, pancreatic cancer, oh. so I think that's terminal. So Gosh. I was just like, you know, there's people that kind of, you know, they're in need. Was it a big job? Uh, no, it was just a small job. And, yeah, I just just... You know, hey mate, I've known him for a while. He's actually um, like uh, done work for me as well. So yeah, so it was just yeah, that's that's very nice. Probably the nicest yeah. thing I've done. I think it's good <laughs> to do that. You know, <laughs> what I get in the habit of having yeah. that yeah. as part of my strategy per month, doing one free service call a month, yeah. and just surprising someone by going, mate, this one's on the house. Yeah. Like for the sake of a hundred bucks and put a smile on someone's face, it doesn't hurt to do that. I don't think. Yeah, it's very kind. It feels good to do good things and give of, gifts. Yeah, there's a lot of people that are like, you know, they're loaded and they cry poor. Yeah, yeah you've got to like, pick and choose. Yeah, you've got to pick and choose. Yeah. 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 But yeah, it's not something like that's, yeah. Nice one. Good on so, you. Well done. We've officially got a dual tradesman here amongst us being Dan. What's the favorite thing about being an electrician and an um, AC mechanic? Uh, learning. Yeah, oh, yeah, it's always something different. Yeah. yeah. At the moment, I'm just learning, learning, learning. So mm, it's good. Very nice. I'm going to ask the opposite end of the question. I'm going to flip that coin and say, Rick, what's the uh, the least favourite thing about being a Sparky? I would say uh, clients. So, yeah, like, <laughs> like, well, they, they can make your day or they can break your day. So, if you, uh, get, you know, if you get a bad client and they just rub you up the wrong way and then you take that, like, you take that home with you and yeah. you're, uh, it's not often, you, like most of my clients, are, they're repeat clients and they're, they're pretty good. But, you know, sometimes they'll, they'll say something and it just... It, it rubs you up the wrong way or, you know, uh, yeah. it sticks with you. You take you take that with you. Not, it's a bit like not. Jamie and his TikTok videos. People say things about them and <laughs> hate on him. You up the wrong yeah, way. Yeah, he gets a bit upset about those things sometimes. You take that with you to bed at night. He does, like, yeah. Can I tell you my, my least favourite thing about being a Sparky Send is it. faulty products. Oh, yeah, that yeah, pisses yeah. me off. That you go to the wholesaler and install and it doesn't work? No, I'll get a light and I'll install it and it plays up and, yeah, the wholesaler will give me one for free but I've usually got to go install it. So I've started sort of clamping down on that and going, well, okay, well, if you want me to go install it, I want free product to pay for my labour. Um, and usually the client blames you for the faulty light. I'm like, it's not a loose wire. It's just a faulty light and this happens. Yeah. You, didn't, you didn't screw it down hard enough, Jamie. Sorry. Yeah, like things like that. That's what they say. There's yeah. stuff like that. They automatically assume it's the electrician rather than the supplier. Um, but, yeah, that's my least favourite thing about being a Sparky. <laughs> Daniel, what's your superpower in your business? Shifting and adjusting. Yeah, right. Yeah. What do you mean? Okay, if something's not going right, I'll keep giving it a go, but then I can I can let it go and I can move. Yeah. yeah. I don't care whether it's I – don't, I don't get stuck in one, one sort of thing. Like yeah. I don't – like you go through a shit hot month of selling surge protectors, I don't, then if they don't sell next month, I'm not like, oh, I'm taking a day off. Or, <laughs> you know, like just shift them, shift them in. Yeah. yeah, shift them in. Nice so you don't let it bother you. Is no, that what you're saying? Yeah. No, I don't cool. care. 
Well, that's the thing, you know, you've only got so much energy to give. Yeah. And if you're thinking about something negative about, oh, how bad the month's gone, you should be spending it on about how good the next month's going to go. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, let it go. Move on, go to the next one. Rick, if you had a superpower, not necessarily in business, what would your superpower be? Probably uh, invisible. The voyeur comes out. (laughs) Invisibility, all right, good one. Invisibility, that'd be kind of cool, wouldn't it? Leaving those difficult jobs where you've got a difficult client. After you've left the job, go back in and see what they're really saying about you. (laughs) Hey, Dan, what's a skill you're working on but haven't yet mastered? Oh, there's a lot. I'm not not great at everything. Um, Simpro. Oh, is that what you're using? Yeah, yeah, yeah. At the moment, yeah. yeah. And I am today hating it. <laughs> really? <laughs> oh, man. Setting it up's hard. Setting it up is it's a very data-driven uh, platform. So you need to input the data, then you'll get what it's worth. Uh, and at the moment, it's just I didn't have a really good implementation coach uh, for, for all of that. So it's running really dry and to the point where I was like, nah, screw this. I'm just going to go back to what I, what I knew. And what um, did you know? What did you use before that? Uh, I've used Tradeify in, yep. in between, but prior to that, I used Arrowflow heavily yep. and I yep. really liked Arrowflow. Yep. It was really good. So why the change? Uh, well, because I want to start uh, sort of moving forward. I like the, the fact that, that the programs can report for you. So I don't want to have a spreadsheet and go and find all, all my information, put it in a spreadsheet, spend hours. I just want to click a button and say, run this report, bang, give me that report, yep. give me that, give me that number. I want to see what's I want to see what's going on. Yeah. Um, and I think that if you have that and you have your percentages and you work your percentages, you you sort of you, you know where you're tracking. Doesn't yep. always need to be dollar figures, but more percentages. So at the moment, I hate Simpro. But <laughs> I'm working. You get there. You get there. the tunnel. Yeah, yeah, we're, we're, we're the same question for you as we come to the end of this. Uh, what's a skill that you're working on, Rick, that you haven't yet mastered? Well, I'm about to do the aircon course as well, so but I haven't even started that. Right. Um, so just again, just adapting as well, and you can always, um, yeah, I think it'd be a good, good trade to have up your sleeve. And good challenge just, too. Yeah, good challenge too. You get sick of doing the same thing every day. Yeah. Like, you know, Dan was saying before, you can only screw so many PowerPoints and downloads yeah. up and then you, you kind of need to, you know, if you've got a mind that wants to learn and, and yeah, yeah I, I think it'll be I think it'll be pretty good. So just I'm going to move into that soon, I think. I'm yeah. going to yeah, nice do, do the one-year fast-track course yeah. on that and, you know, like I said, we just bounce work off each other as yeah. well and we'll help each other out and, yeah. Um, I think there's a few strings to the bow you can add in electrical. Obviously, AC is one of them, security, cameras, all that sort of stuff, automation. If you can do all that sort of stuff, there's so many opportunities to upsell. Whether you go to an electrical job, you can upsell an air conditioner, you can upsell some cameras, some security, some intercom, something like that. So there's opportunities anywhere to make more work. And particularly if you're working for builders and you're an electrician, and you can do AC as well. I'm like, oh, Dan's, you know, he's a good sparky. How about we give him a try? So rather than doing the 20 grand job, the 20 grand job could become a 40 grand job from that one client rather yeah. than finding another builder. Yeah, sensible, yeah. sensible stuff. Yeah. yeah, I've got builders that I work for. So it's just like maximizing the job and how many people call you up and ask you for, you know, an aircon technician and you're, mm-hmm. you're giving away the job. And yeah, yeah that yeah. could be yours. So you I, could, think, I think you it's a smart move. Yeah, good one. Daniel, finally, mate, what's the best piece of advice you've received as a Sparky? Uh, and you can't say any advice I've given you either. <laughs> it's just zero. And it can't be about Simpro either. <laughs> no, okay. all right. Um, nothing wrong with Simpro. Yeah. It's operator error. Yeah. <laughs> nothing about uh, being like a, hot, a Sparky, more, more so about uh, just being open-minded, you know, like – 
good advice I was given was like, I, I can be wrong. Like I used to be a little bit sort of against that. Like, oh, uh, not saying that I knew everything, but when I was younger, it was like, you know, when, you, when you're young, you're sort of like, yeah, no, nah, it's my way or the highway sort of thing. And yeah. then as I've grown, grown old, older, yeah, a good piece of advice that I was getting given was like, you have two two ears, one mouth, use them in that, that fashion, shut your mouth every now and again and just listen, you know. Well, that's what the sales coach said to us the other day. Yeah. He was sort of saying, when you ask a question, wait. Yeah. Like if someone asks for a discount and you go, okay, what exactly you're after? Yeah. Then they're like, oh, I, I don't I don't even know what I'm after. Yeah. You wait and eventually they'll spit something out rather than going, oh, so what do you mean? You know? And then you get to the heart of it. Yeah, yeah totally. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, it's good stuff. Last question for Rick. What's the best piece of business advice that you've ever received? Um, I think uh, if, you kind of know your costs of running business and you're, you know, you're adamant about it. Then I tend, like, I listen to customers, but, you know, often, you know, you might get someone that tells you you're too expensive. But if you if you know you're doing the right thing and, and you, you, your business is good and then, yeah, I'll just... Yeah. <laughs> Stand by your price. Yeah, yeah that's yeah, it. That yeah, is stick, what it is. Stick yeah. by your price, yeah. I think, um, yeah, like... The, They'll tell you you're too expensive, but I think. Um, but you know you're not. Yeah, you know you're not. You know you're worth. It. Yeah, yeah, that's right. That's right. And I think by doing that, it's just like it changes things, and yeah. So yeah, I think I think a good one is as well. If someone's asking for a discount, give them a discount, but give them less work. Yeah, that's right. I do yeah. Less. So if yeah. they if their budget's two thousand, your quote's twenty five hundred. Yeah. Okay, I can do it for two thousand, but you don't get this, this, and this. Then I can get get it to two thousand rather than just taking five hundred bucks straight off. Yeah, that's yeah. five hundred bucks on your bottom line that you're taking away. Yeah, that's killing your profitability. But yeah. if you take five hundred bucks worth of work away, then that's, that's your right. profitability remains the same from 100%. a percentage. That's the only way of doing it. Yeah. yeah, 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 that's the way to do it. Good work, Jen. Discount. Good work on the rapid fire question. They weren't so rapid yeah. though. <laughs> Not so rapid. gentlemen we covered a lot of ground on this podcast and i wanted to give you the opportunity to add anything maybe that we left out in terms of personal development or some of that rapid fire stuff we just did is there anything else you wanted to add or do we do we cover it all today for you oh, nothing springs to mind but yeah just be nice to each other ask questions be humble and don't knife another sparky stop knifing sparkies <laughs> bricks <laughs> no, just look after each other, yeah, after each you know, other. we've all been a tafe we're all got our trade ticket you know yeah. let's all help each other out we can yeah. all do well together that's my mentality yeah well yeah. so what about you Rick have you got any uh, final thoughts there uh, look I think Jamie's on the right track in terms of like um, just calling people up and, and sharing information and I think it's a good way of moving forward um, yeah like I remember Jamie I met him years ago and you know he was asking me how to how do you wire up a uh, PowerPoint. Yeah. <laughs> for something. <laughs> no, I think it was like a mech for a, a heated towel rail. Yeah. And, and, but he's just open and, and I think it's good. You know, he'll cold call electricians and, and just have a chat and just, hey, what's up and mm. how do you do things? I think that's good. I think, yeah. um, you know, like yeah, there's a lot of uh, animosity and I don't think you, it's, yeah. it's, it's, un, it's not called for. But if I mean, someone just, calls yeah, you, like, it's a it's, compliment. Like yeah, I, right. I saw this guy on uh, Instagram the other day, Holby Electrical. And he had a toolbox talk and he had like 25 or 30 blokes at his toolbox talk. And I, I sent him a message going, mate, what, Jesus Christ. Awesome. You've got plenty of blokes. Mate, do you mind if I give you a call? And I rang him up and I just said, oh, I forget his name. His name was Zach actually. 
And I had a chat with him for 20 minutes just about his business, what he's doing, and, mate, he was complimented. Yeah. And mm. I learned a lot from him and I learned a lot about what he does. And, you know, like I reached out to him and he'll be someone I, I save his number in my phone and if I've got any uh, anything I need to ask him about business, I can reach out to him. Yeah. Ask him to come on the podcast. Yeah. Yeah. I, I find I like, <laughs> I like helping people and when people yeah. like um, call me up, I, I get verbal diarrhea. I'm a bit nervous now, but like <laughs> – yeah, I genuinely want to help people and yeah. I just start bloating out everything I know yeah. and, and I genuinely you know, want to help people. So yeah. if you just if you ask, I think you'll probably yeah, you'll get you'll get a fair bit of information. Yeah. So, yeah. Nice one. Yeah. Well said. Good stuff. Dan, if people want to connect with you, what's the best way, mate? Uh Instagram. Yeah. Yeah. Spark Innovation Group on Instagram or Facebook, one of the two. I'll probably pay more attention to Instagram because I've turned a lot of the notifications for Facebook off. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, either there or give me a call. Nice one. And what about you, Rick? Yeah, same thing. Give me a call, uh, Facebook, Instagram, so all that. Yeah. Good stuff. And Jamie? Uh, at ProMage Electrical on Instagram or Facebook or via the Ask Me Anything page on the Electricians Co-op. How about you, Rob? Very good. Uh Instagram, yeah. Let's let's keep that with that theme. Uh, Rob.Russ77 on Instagram. And I'd like everybody listening to come on over and join our community. It's free to join the community. You can join at theelectriciansco-op.com forward slash free. Come on over there. There's lots of deals in there that we've organized for you as well. Uh, and you'll get to get a little bit of an experience of what the paid podcast is like over there as well. So come on over to theelectricianscoop.com forward slash free to find out some more. And you can connect with me over there. Jamie, Daniel will be there. Rick will be there as well. So pop on over, say good day, Gents, thanks very much for coming down at the end of your workday. Hope the beers were okay. Um, we should do it again sometime soon. Thanks again for coming on. We'll look thanks forward to it. Appreciate it. See you soon. Yeah, thanks, 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 thanks See you, boys. See you, boys. Thanks, guys. Never could have been thinking how we know what the future bring. All the highs and lows said I'm gonna win. Though the world might spin. Now I'm sitting here like I'm no Don't get in.